Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and in today's episode, I'm going to share my exact strategy for trading SPX zero DTE put credit spreads on Monday. Uh, that's right, Monday, not Wednesday, not Friday. This is my Monday strategy. We've really gotten granular with this. We're going to get into all the details. But before we get started, you need to know that everything on this show, everything on the podcast, everything on the website, everything on YouTube, everything on Patreon, it's all informational purposes only. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm simply sharing with you my research and the things that I personally trade. So real quick, just to kind of give you an introduction, we're going to get real granular here. And if you're new to options, you might get a little bit lost, but I'm going to try to you know hold it together for people that may be brand new to options. But a lot of you, are, I think, are going to really appreciate the the depth that we're going to go into here today. Uh, but real quick, SPX zero DTE is when you are trading weekly options on SPX on the last day of expiration. Uh, there are three expirations per week for SPX: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And one of the reasons we like zero DTE is because of the three expirations. There are three expirations per week. So, so there are a lot of opportunities to trade high probability trades to where, you know, you don't have to wait 30 days to get 50% of your max profit. That's the attraction for SPX zero DTE is that all that time decay, all the things you've read about with options, it all happens that day. So it's very, very fast, which means you can win very quickly. We have trades where, you know, you open it, you know, we sell a spread and, you know, we're out like 10 minutes later, but you can also lose very quickly. So it's very important to kind of find your edge. And that's what this episode is all about. So the strategy we're going to talk about today is from one of the modules of my SPX Zero DTE Masterclass and Community over at stockmarketoptionstrading.net. That's our website slash social networks. And basically it's a course and a live chat room that's inside the course. So there's a full course, there's videos and modules and all that stuff. And then we have a chat room where we share our trades the day of if we're trading it, as long as the market conditions are met. And we're gonna talk through that, uh, that condition for Monday today. And no, it's not a subscription. But we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So before we dive into the strategy, I wanted to tell you how I got here, how I got this information, if you will. Now, if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go back and check out episode 23 titled Hacking the Option Chain with Lee Spaziano. Lee's a trading buddy of mine. He's a data scientist by trade. And I think you'll get a lot of information, some, you know, fill in some of the gaps here that, that we're going to talk about today. Again, that's episode 23 of the podcast. I would go check that out right after this episode. But at a high level, what we were trying to do is basically be able to backtest intraday options on SPX so we could see what SPX zero DTE stuff works, or maybe one DTE, two DTE, something like that. But we had a problem. The backtest software that we had access to did not contain intraday options pricing. And so what do I mean by that? And why is that important when you're talking about zero DTE? So most of the options backtesting platforms out there, and I still use them too, they're great, but they mostly use end of day options pricing. So what does this mean? What it means is that for each day of the week, there is a single price for each option contract on the chain for all the expirations and all of that. Typically, this price is near the close, not always right at the close. A lot of times in the last 15 minutes, they'll, they'll come up with that closing price. So it's really kind of an approximation of what the closing price of all the options are for that particular uh, day. So 
So I hope you kind of see the problem already. If we're back testing a trading strategy where we're trading options the day they expire, how are we gonna be able to do that? How are we gonna be able to open and close trades if there's only a single price for those options each day? So for example, when should I open the trade? What time of day? When should I take profits? Should I even be trading it today? Are the conditions right, right? Should I be trading the call side? Should I be trading the put side? Or should I be trading both like an iron condor or something like that? And the short answer is you can't back test it with any of these software packages, at least the ones that are out there that I'm aware of, because they use end of day options pricing and you need intraday pricing to know when to open and close and what, you know, how much you're going to make or lose, right? So at least not at this time is that available that we, that I know of, right? So I went to the CBOE and I bought some SPX one minute options pricing for all the strikes and all the expiration, and it wasn't cheap. Luckily, I knew another guy who had a couple years of data already, so we kind of bartered this stuff. We were kind of putting this together. I gave him a couple years of data, the newer data that I went out and bought, and, and he gave me some of the data and we kind of traded, and that way we both had a full set of the data because the data is not cheap. For example, to get one year of options pricing down to the minute for one ticker symbol it's about a thousand dollars i just updated the the we just updated the database in june of 2021 we we bought six months of data and it's about 500 bucks again it's only spx and it's only um one minute options pricing which is that that's pretty cool but you can you imagine trying to do intraday options for you know, all the stocks and stuff, it's it's a ridiculous amount of data, right? So as a side note real quick about how we got this data, the, the CBOE for each day of the week gave me a 230 meg zip file, right? So I don't know if you're in IT or if you know what that means, but it's not a small file. So for each day of the week, Monday through Friday, we got this zip file, 230 megs. And if you add that up for four, I think we have four and a half, five years or something now, it's a ridiculous amount of data. But the, the, the crazy part is when you open up that zip file, the actual spreadsheet, the CSV file that's in there is, it's like over a gig. So you, can you imagine for every day of the week that the market traded going back five years, if you had to store a gigabyte of data. So this is you know one of the things we were kind of challenged with. And it kind of made sense why some of these other platforms don't do this because it's I, I we see now that it's such a pain in the butt simply with the size. So we got about five years of data. I think we go back to January 2017 again through June of this year. At the end of the year, we're going to buy more data and update the database. Uh, but anyway, more more on that in a minute. Long story short, it's a ton of data. It's not structured in a way that we can easily retrieve requests. So a request or a query might be something like if I sell a spread at 10 a.m and I buy it back at 1 p.m., how often did that lose? How often did it win? Should I, you know, is it better to sell out of the money? Should I, should I put a stop? Should I put a target? So all these questions we wanna kind of answer and we need that pricing that kind of goes throughout the data. It needs to be structured in a way that we can easily, uh, you know, filter through these requests and the results to kind of narrow down what, we, what works is ultimately we're trying to find an edge in the market. So that's where Lee came in again, episode 23, Lee Spaziano. Um, he, he was able to get this data into a SQL database that he built. He created a query system, made it really easy for me for a non-database person uh, where we could run all kinds of trades that we were interested in and made it really easy to kind of, and quick so that we can run these tests, see what works, see what doesn't work, sort them and kind of, you know, 
glean some insight from a first round and say, okay, well, let's try this now. We, we went through this whole process. We've been doing it for several months now. So we finally ended up with a system where we, that we can use to backtest all these intraday options. And we can also do more than uh, one, you know, zero DTE, but there's so many possibilities and so many times of day and all these things, but we're really focused on zero DTE for now. And, you know, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. So let me just say one of the reasons I hadn't really gotten into zero DTE is because a, a lot of the traders that I had talked to or had seen their videos or their strategies, um, they seem to be doing well, but they seem to be using some sort of intraday technical analysis to kind of help choose, you know, what they should enter. Should they wait? Should they get out? Um, I've seen different, you know, methods. Some are, are selling really far out of the money with the idea that it's going to be high probability. But you know what that means when you trade something that's really high probability, especially if you're selling options, that also means the risk is a lot, a lot higher. So, and, and let me just say, there are plenty of people who trade that way and they're doing really, really well. So this is not to negate what anyone else is doing. This isn't to say that you can't do it. This is the only way. That style of, of SPX zero DT, it just wasn't for me. I've tried it. It was too inconsistent. I remember just sitting at the computer for way too long. I just didn't want to sit there all day and have the angst of that amount of risk, right? So especially if you want to do anything else, if, you know, if you have a day job, you know, forget about it, right? So when we started, you know, back testing this, I had a few sort of guidelines or I want to say rules, but some, you know, kind of some goals, I guess, if you will, that I wanted to sort of accomplish to make this as easy as possible. Because if it's not easy and you can't execute it, it doesn't matter what the back test says. If you can't execute something close to that or, or you know, it's just, it's, it's I don't want to say it's worthless information, but if it's too complicated or you have to watch it all day or whatever, I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go down that route. What I wanted to do is try to find some other things in the market. So, so a couple things. So number one, if we were going to use any kind of technical analysis and we ended up using some, it's very, you know, basic, but I wanted to know the day before the zero DTE day, if we should be trading zero DTE or not that following day. And so what I didn't want to do is wake up and there'd be a large gap up or a gap down. And we still deal with gaps. It's, it's, that never goes away. But what I didn't want to do is, is wake up and say, okay, is today a good day to, for zero DTE? Let's let the market open. And then let me make a human decision on whether or not I should trade this or not. So what, what I wanted to do was say, okay, I want to know uh, we're going to talk about the Monday strategy here in a minute. I wanted to know on Friday, should I be trading zero DTE the following Monday? And if I should, what should I be doing? What time should I be doing it? So that's kind of what I wanted to get to. I wanted to make it very, like, just very easy to follow so that I could place the trade and go about my day and not have to watch this thing all day, right? So the other thing I wanted to do is really explore opening trades at certain times of the day to see if there were some non-random patterns that gave us kind of an edge. And, and while we were doing this, I picked up the book, The Man Who Solved the Markets by Jim Simons, or it was a biography about Jim Simons and the Medallion Fund and Renaissance Technologies. And we ended up trying to find these patterns as well but just simply in the options markets, so that was kind of an inspiration for me to continue to kind of, um, you know, really explore 
uh, intraday patterns that humans can't see. So we were having the machines do it, right? So that was one of the things is um, opening trades at certain times of day on different days of the week to see, you know, if there were some sort of cycles, if you will, if you want to call them that. So the other thing is I wanted to find some trades that would allow people to trade SPX zero DTE and not have to worry about the PDT rule because their account was too small. So a lot of times you'll see some uh, zero DTE traders and we, we close our trades too sometimes where you open a trade for, let's say 60 cents. And then if it drops in value, let's say you sell it for 60 cents and it drops in value to 30 cents, you buy it back. Well, that's a round trip. That's a, that's going to be a day trade, right? So if you don't have $25,000 in your trading account, you're not really going to be able to trade that three days a week, especially if you're doing other things. So I wanted to try to find at least some trades that you could simply open them and have a good edge by just letting them go to expiration. Because if they go to expiration and you don't close that trade, it's not, it, it does not count as a day trade against you. So that's one of the things we wanted to factor in. So more people could sort of participate um, in this style of trading. So, and the other thing, final thing, number four, and once we were in the trade, I wanted to know where to set my target and whether or not I should let it go to expiration so that I don't have to watch the market all day. So essentially what I wanted to get to is the day before I want to know, Hey, and you know, on Friday, Hey, am I trading zero DTE on Monday? Is the, are the market conditions right? No. Okay. I'm, you know, great. I'm not going to trade it on Monday or yes, Monday's a go. We know the day before for the strategies that we're sort of trading right now. And once I get into that trade, I know the time of day, and once I'm in it, I know, you know, if I want to let it go, if I want to put a 50%, you know, uh, target on there or whatever. So a lot of the decision-making, and I think this is important with any strategy, a lot of the decision-making is made before you even get into the trade. That way you can get into the trade, you can uh, set your target and you can just walk away. That's the goal. Now, in reality, I screwed this up so many times where I had the system and I said, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, take profits at this point. And then I would watch the market and the market would go against me and I would have the profit and the profit would go away. So I am getting back to the mechanical version. So it, this is one of the things when you trade these things, getting so mechanical, it's actually harder than a lot of people think. Cause you, you know, there's some smarter guys in the group that we trade with that they simply put the trade on and they walk away and they let the math play out. And that's ultimately what we're, we're trying to get to. We have an edge. We're letting the math play out. It's really just about, can you execute it and not screw it up? And I, I'm still learning that. And I'm sure some of the guys in the group are laughing at me right now if they're listening to this. So those were just some of the key points that I wanted to, I was hoping we could find as we were crunching all of these numbers. So, so we initially focused on one strike wide, put credit spreads, basically in the first 30 minutes a day. That's when the, there's the most premium. Um, because as the day goes on, you know, that last day, the premium starts to get sucked out. And eventually if it's out of the money, they go to zero and to end the money, they have the intrinsic value. So here's what we ran. We started at 9.35 AM market opens at 9.30 and everything I'm talking about is in Eastern time. And what we did was we opened a handful of put credit spreads every five minutes up until 10 AM. So 9.35, 9.40, 45, 50, 55, all the way to 10 AM. Our strike selection, we chose out of the money options, at the money options, and actually some in the money options just to see what would happen because we're back testing. We can do whatever we want, right? 
And then we set each individual backtest to take profits at different levels. So if we're selling to put credit spread and let's say you get a dollar a, a 85 credit. Well, if, should I close it at 50% of the profit? Does that mean I should, you know, buy it back at 90 cents? What if I closed it at, you know, a dollar 50 and I took a smaller profit, but maybe that's more profitable. So we ran all these kinds of tests in all different sort of, you know, times of day, profit taking, strike selection, and we just crunched these numbers. We've been doing this for several months now. So let me just say, we, we tested a ton of stuff for, for each of the three days. And I am treating each day differently because I've noticed on the you know daily timeframes, we have strategies that work better on Monday than they do Wednesday, that type of thing. So, um, you know, again, non-random patterns is what we're trying to find. So here's what we came up with uh, for Monday for an SPX zero DTE put credit spread strategy. And really it starts with Friday. Again, I wanna know Friday, but should we be trading this on Monday? So here's the criteria that tells me if I'm gonna be trading it for the following Monday. So on Friday's close, I'm looking at the three EMA, the three exponential moving average. And what I'm looking for is if the three EMA is sloping upwards or is it sloping downwards? Now a quick moving average lesson, when moving averages are sloping upward, that means the most recent prices are higher. So that implies that you are in an uptrend. And what we typically know about uptrends is that when the markets open, they tend to close higher than they open. So think about that for a second. If the market is in an uptrend, the market opens at, and I'm gonna just make up some numbers. Let's say the mar the SPX opens at 44.50, right? I think that's about where we're trading today. If the market opens at 44.50 and we are in an uptrend, the probability that the market closes higher than the open is actually pretty high because you're in an uptrend, prices go higher. That means you're gonna see more green candles because the open is lower than the close. The close is moving higher, right? So this was one of the thesis you know, we, we were sort of testing. And so we ended up with this, we call it the alpha three filter. And that means that the day before the expiration date, we want that three EMA, sloping upwards and that tells us okay we close the week in an uptrend is it strong is it weak is it over overbought whatever we don't know all we know is that the three ema on friday was sloping upwards so on monday we're going to be trading put credit spreads zero dte right so that's the first filter so we know actually we know before saturday if we're trading uh a zero dte on monday or not for that put credit spread so the alpha three filter it's a filter and the reason why is because we had what we had the backtest software do is basically say okay if the three ma is sloping downwards do not take the trade it filters out those trades and we saw a drastic improvement in the win rate and profitability and the expectancy uh for that monday trade so we are using or i'm using the alpha three filter for my monday zero dte and so for the put credit spread for, for the one that performed the best, we are selling one strike out of the money. One strike out of the money can be one cent out of the money, or it can be $4.99 out of the money because SPX trades in five wide or five point increments. So you have to choose, you know, which strike. So we're, we're selling one strike out of the money and then buying one strike below that. So we're creating a five wide or one strike, it's five points wide, one strike wide put credit spread with SPX. 
and we are simply holding to expiration. This was one of the best trades. And what we found as for the time of day is taking this trade at around 9.50 a.m. That's about 20 minutes after the market opens. That was actually the best performing time um, in our five minute time increments that we were going for. So again, on Friday, the three EMA is sloping upwards, awesome. On Monday, I know that at 9.50 a.m., I'm gonna be putting on a trade. The market opens, I wait 20 minutes, and then I find one strike out of the money and I sell that put and then I buy one put lower, creating a credit spread. And for the four, I think it was four and a half year period that we tested this, the average credit was about $1.70 for, the, for these spreads. Now, again, this can vary. We've seen it vary 20 to 30 cents in either direction, because if you think about it, if you're selling on zero DTE, if you're selling a put credit spread that's two cents out of the money, you're gonna get closer to a $2 credit because it's so tight, right? But if you're selling a credit spread that's $4.90 out of the money, you might only get $1.50. So that the range can really vary with the credit. So we, we're gonna talk about the average here. The average is about $1.70. What that means is if you're selling that five white spread for $1.70, um, what you're risking essentially is a max loss, right? Your max loss for that spread would be $3.30 or, or $330. So if you take a five wide spread and you subtract the credit, the average credit in this case is $1.70, you're risking $3.30. But again, each individual trade could be different. Sometimes you can get $1.80, $1.90, so you're only risking you know, $3.10. But if you get $1.50, you're gonna be risking more like $3.50. So there's a little formula there. You guys probably know that already. But here's the cool part. It had a 72% win rate with an expectancy of 11% gain per trade. What does that mean? This means when you add up all the winners and losers over this period, I think there was 130, 40 trades, your average winner was about $37. That includes the, the winners and the losers, right? So on a winning day, you might get a, you're gonna get most likely a max gain. And on a losing day, you're gonna get a max loss. So you're not gonna average $37 per trade, but your expectancy is $37 when you add them all up and you basically divide by your risk, right? So if you're risking an average of $330 per trade and you're averaging a $37 win, that's about 11% gain per trade. That's your, that's your expectancy over that period. And again, the individual trades are gonna be hit or miss. You're gonna win a few, you're gonna lose one, you're gonna win a few, you're gonna lose some. Um, but then when the market turns lower, that three EMA is gonna tell you, hey, don't take this right now because the market ended the week in a downtrend and you're better off just kind of sitting to the side, right? At least you don't wanna trade put credit spreads. So if it expires out of the money, again, it goes worthless. So if you were able to sell that for $1.70, you get to keep the $170 for that day. If it expires in the money, then you essentially could experience a max loss. Now, if it expires exactly somewhere between the strikes, you could get a partial gain or a partial loss. But what, what I've seen, typically it's all or nothing for these. But since it's SPX, there's no assignment. You don't. You 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 can let it expire in the money. Now, depending on your broker, you may pay um, an exercise fee, but there is no assignment. It's simply cash settled. So you're either going to win that money or you're going to lose that money for that particular trade. And the cool thing is because you're letting it go to expiration, you're not closing that trade and it does not count as a day trade. Remember, you're holding it to expiration. So you're opening the trade and if it expires in the money and you lose, great. You still 
um, that still does not count as a day trade. If you let it go worthless, great. You take the money and it still does not, does not count as a day trade. Now we ran plenty of tests where you actually do take profits and we ran tests um, every 15 minutes for the entire day. And this is included in the course. We give you all the spreadsheets so you can download them. I got a bunch of videos in there as well. We got the live chat room that we kind of discuss. Different people like to take different things and take different profits. And one example is we, we were selling in the money spreads um, at various times of the day, taking profits at 25%, 50%, 75%, even 15%. You think about it, some of the, one of the trades is, you know, we were selling it in the money spread and we were getting a like $3, $4 credit. Well, if you can get a 25% gain on a $300 credit, you know, you're able to book whatever that is, uh, 70, 80, $80 for that spread. So if we really kind of twisted the math around a little bit, I love, you know, kind of invite you over there. And I think you'd really enjoy it if you like crunching numbers and you're into expectancy and statistics and probability, it's definitely the place for you. We got a great group of um, people over there. So we're going to give you all the spreadsheets as well. And everyone's sharing their trades in the, in the chat room as well. So it's pretty cool. Now we're still running more tests and we're going to be adding new data. So we're going to be rerunning these and trying to fine tune but I hope you found the, the Monday SPX zero DTE PCS strategy that I shared. I hope you found that interesting and maybe you just kind of eyeball it there on your own. Um, again, I'll, I'll recap it real quick again. If the alpha three filter is in place on Friday, that means if the three EMA is sloping upwards around 9.50 AM on that Monday, you're gonna sell a one strike out of the money put credit spread and you're gonna, you're gonna let it go to expiration and you're gonna let the math play out, right? 72% win rate with an expectancy of about uh, 11% based on your risk. I hope to see you over on the website at stockmarketoptionstrading.net. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.